wait, you're confused. Now I'm confused. I thought the whole point was that you were like, okay, we're gonna go back and we're gonna do the wolf quest. And then Daniel was like, oh no, I am tired. I am going to go take a rest now. He went to sleep and I can't wake him up now. But then you are like, oh no, we're not going to do the wolf quest. I'm confused. And now I'm very confused. Well, anyways, I think you asked my name. I'm gonna give it anyways. The name's Grundle, Grundle Clomworm. Oh, don't say like you understand what he said. That he definitely is not pronouncing that right. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I'm the one who typed it in. I think I would know how it's said. You're a barbarian alchemist. Hello, my name is Odette. And are you a legendary hero? You think he's the chosen hero, don't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. He's not. Not everybody's the chosen hero. Welcome, Foundlings, back to another episode of The Odd Campaign. I am Quentin, your GM and host for this evening, and you're listening to Season 4, Episode 6. I feel like you just don't know what to say after that. I never know what to say after this. Besides, uh, I, I need the fact that I've introduced myself, I need you people and other voices in these lovely listeners' ears to introduce yourselves. Oh, now. okay. Well, hi, lovely listener, or is it lovely player? I don't know which one They're I'm going playing. with. Well, no, I'm saying, was I lovely? Lo am I the lovely player? Well, I mean, or did you say lovely listener? No, the listeners are oh. more special than you. I'm okay. sorry. Well, they have a place near and dear to my heart. Well, hello, lovely listeners. Actually, foundlings, that's you. Thank you for listening. And my name is Emily. Today I'm playing Odette. She is an elf arcanist who has been traveling with her little um, pseudo dragon named Indiana. And apparently Indiana is not willing to talk today, so well, that's how it's going to be. What do you want me to say? You're looking at me like you want me to say something. It's okay. Wait, hold on. You <clears throat> didn't even introduce yourself. Oh, wait. No, I did introduce myself. Oh, you Hello. You the voice. Why uh, should fine. I? Okay, well, fine. First off, foundlings, I was told to tell you uh, we are going to say this now. Hello, shop owner, please. No, 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 no. that's the wrong one. You he just skip that page. Go to the next one. Next page. Got it. Uh, hello, dear foundling. Please go to the Patreon and support the podcast because that is how we make the money. We don't make money. No, we really don't. I uh, don't understand. But, but more importantly, it's what the money does. That way oh. we can get new stuff like character art commissions. And then also, if you give us money, we give you things like exclusive bonus content, access to our notes and maps and special gifts and giveaways. Oh, that makes so much sense. I was going to say, we don't make any money. No, we, we, I mean, we don't. But that's because people don't want our free stuff. Our free stuff is so bad. I like free stuff. I'm Greg. And I'm RL. I play Greg. He's a dad, a father of two, and um, also a father of many goat children, also referred to as kids. He actually has a kid with him now, Jerry, his little animal companion. He's a bit mischievous. Meh. He is a bit mischievous. He likes to bite things, um, but not to harm them, to eat them. Do you like the fuzzy socks? Because it seems Meh. like the only ones that you target are my nice fuzzy socks. Okay. Well, strap in your fuzzy socks for this episode because we're back in the Alaskan wilderness, if you would, if all of the animals were on crack. When last we left off, all of your characters came through the great tree in Uxaruk, teleporting from the 10th floor to the 15th floor. Having entered back into the chilled wintered landscape, you were anticipating making your way over to the Furbearer's Tannery to assist the local inhabitants with their wolf problem. However, upon entering the 15th floor, it appears as if the problem has found you. 
indicated by the snarling and growling of wolves, you find that there are already numerous wolves here. And I need everyone to roll initiative. Oh, yay. We haven't had combat in a while. We have not had combat at all. As a group, we're going to die. Odette's is a 17. Greg is also a 17. I need my two players to roll a die real quick and fight each other to the death. I, I rolled a two, so you can you can go first. Nice. Yeah, it would have been a nine anyway. Glad I'm getting my bad rolls out of the way now. Yeah. You think this is just now? No, no, no. Just wait until combat starts. No. It is fine. We'll be okay. Probably die in this episode. Who knows? I have 54 HP at level 11. Snow, if you would like to, you could zoom out slightly so that we can all see the terror that awaits you. Ah, oh, there it is. Oh, there. It's so beautiful. It's only six. From what you can see currently, there are around about six wolves surrounding you, all climbing out of the shadows behind treescapes, it would appear. They begin encircling you, delaying any approach, seeming to wait for you to make the first move. With that being said, it will be Odette's turn first. Oh dear, this is not exactly what I was thinking of dealing with immediately upon exiting from the tree. I think they're upset that we took the, uh... The handsome man with the long hair. It's okay. Everybody stay whelmed. We'll get through this. This is what we're here for. Or, now here's an option. We could just take a step back into the tree and then come back in a minute. We're going to have to fight the wolves at some point. Why not now? It is a fair point if I brought all the right spells, which I have some. Okay. It's not trying to figure out what that can do. I am trying to figure out what Odette can do. It is very... I have black tentacles. And an ice storm, but there is ice all around us. Oh my gosh. Is S for silent? Oh my gosh. We asked him that last time. He said no. Or snake. He could be a lizard person. Or sexy. Oh. Okay, so if we're going to do it this way, are we ready for a fight, guys? I'm ready. Okay, the silence. Whoa, 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 I don't know about all that. I'd rather just back up into the tree and maybe brew some potions, give myself some, like, barky skin and stuff. Do you, do you we want to do that? They don't seem to be bothering us. You do you, Grendel. No, we cannot let him leave us at this point. If he backs up into the tree, I'm backing up into the tree. So Odette is just going to delay her turn until everyone else goes in the party? She does not feel comfortable initiating this combat since they haven't attacked yet. Okay. Especially if Grundle's already said that he might back up into the tree and make potions. Okay, so you're not doing anything. Okay, so then deferring your turn, delaying your action to insert yourself later into the initiative order, it would then be Greg's turn. Um, speaking is kind of like a free action, isn't it? Yes, but there's still a limited amount of conversation you can have, seeing as each round in Pathfinder is supposed to be six seconds. So it's about how much information you can convey in six seconds. First off, I'll try speak with animal. Sure. And use intimidate. Sure. Uh, 29, intimidate. If you don't leave right now, you will die. That was better than the last time you did it. You see, as you begin to reprimand the wolves, as a number of them kind of cower and begin slinking back, adjusting their posture, taking a less offensive tone. Hmm. They don't seem to be moving, but it seems as if they are more hesitant to, to act on anything. After Greg intimidates the wolves, you can see that Grundle's face becomes stern. He grabs something out of his pocket, pops the cork on a bottle, and seems to down some black viscous fluid, which as he imbibes it, you see it almost begin to protrude through his veins, and his veins begin to pop with this black liquid, and he seems to almost grow physically larger and more domineering as he begins to step forward in front of the group. All right, everybody, stand behind me. So anyways, I started blasting. Uh, He seems to take a defensive posture, motioning for some of the smaller individuals, such as Odette, to stand behind him as he walks forward about 10 feet, approaching the wolves and keeping somewhat of a middle distance between him and the rest of the group. Turning around, uh, looking, surveying your surroundings, you all notice that S, S is just gone. You don't see him. Oh dear, the legendary hero has fled. 
Don't worry. I'm pretty sure he still has our back. He's just sneaking around. Uh, I like that idea. Looking at it, you notice all of your party's footsteps exiting the tree, but you don't see any footsteps retreating back into the tree, but you don't see any footsteps for where S could have gone at all. Greg will assume he has air step, just like him. Anyone interested could roll a perception check. Yeah, that might be a good thing to do. Odette would definitely be looking for where her legendary hero went. Um, so it's 20 plus 18 plus 4 because we're in my favorite terrain. 42 in my perception. And mine was an 11. Hell yeah. Odette, unfortunately, you have completely lost sight of your legendary hero. This is a lie. He has abandoned us. However, Greg, you notice, interestingly enough, up by a tree branch, though you don't see S, you notice that there is somewhat of a notch, almost chiseled out of the tree branch, as if something kind of latched onto it, some sharp metal object piercing the branch, but you don't see anything else up there. Greg will assume that S is invisible. He too has the power of invisibility. It is not unfamiliar. Greg assumes S probably has the about the same strategy as he does. And with that, Odette, everyone in your party has taken their turn. What would you like to do? Okay, Odette sort of shouts to everyone, All right, if we could just, you know, besides abandoning each other, just gather all the wolves into one area. I could blow them up. Oh, I like this plan. And then I would actually like to ready a spell. Sure. So that when two or more are gathered together. When two or more are gathered (laughs) in my name. Uh, when two or more wolves are gathered within 75 feet of Odette, I would like to cast Molten Orb, which is instantaneous and it requires one standard action. How, how close within each other? Like 15 feet? Like, what are we talking here? Uh, adjacent to each other, because they should be within five feet of the ball. Okay. Uh, so she will just ready this until the opportunity arises, focusing and concentrating on her hands as she begins casting the spell as a red orb begins forming. After your party has taken a defensive posture, but warning the wolves, they all seem wary, unsure if they should approach or not, until, from the shadow of a nearby tree, you see as the shadow takes form. This massive tree, almost in its entirety, from its shadow comes out a huge wall. Um, guys? It steps forward as you all begin to understand something, almost like a telepathic link. Something is touching your minds. You are thinking, but not in your own voice. Travelers, depart. Make way for us. We have no qualm with you. My speak with animal is still active. So you're effectively hearing this twice, but it's almost as if the Wolf is communicating this both verbally, but also telepathically with all of your group. Where are you going there? Can I say that with diplomacy? What is... Okay, what is your intent utilizing diplomacy? So I have speak with animal. I understand. I'm going to ask him where he's going. That's fine. Because I... I, I, He can answer you. I Um, will say... The diplomacy is to make sure that he he will answer me, I guess, truthfully. Oh... I mean... I don't know if he would have any reason to lie, or maybe he's just like, You're not worth knowing where I'm going. So to determine if the wolf is lying, when he does, or if you he does speak... You would just roll a sense motive. Yes, it would be sense motive. Because you can't force something to speak truthfully without a, without spells like so, that. Can um, I not roll diplomacy? Uh, so here's the thing. There are a few things that you can do with a diplomacy check. You can okay. influence the attitude of a creature. Okay. Um, seeing as this creature would be considered hostile towards you, uh, it would be a DC 25 plus the creature's charisma modifier. Hey. Not considering any other potential negatives that you could have, and seeing as you are in combat, that could be considered a negative as well. Um, and all that does is it moves the, the creature one step beneficially for you. So if it was hostile, it would just then be unfriendly. So it doesn't even greatly improve it. Uh, if a creature is indifferent, which is one stage above unfriendly, that is when you may make requests. Okay. Or suggest a course of action. So th- those are your options. So a diplomacy check in this instance wouldn't really do anything, but you can ask that question. 
I, I, I'll ask it without diplomacy then. We follow the trail. Ah, yeah, they are definitely trying to get through to the next floor to get to, I think, um, the man we kind of kidnapped. Did I did I hear that thought as well? Yes, all of this is being communicated telepathically to all of you. Somehow this huge wolf is touching each of your minds. Uh, don't worry, Greg, I could hear him thinking. Oh. Oh dear, I did not want to have to do this, but unfortunately we cannot let you pass. This tree means everything to the, the people. You shall not have passage. That, I mean, I guess it works, but still. Foolish mortals, so you have chosen death. N- you know, that would be what it sounds like we have chosen here. <laughs> okay, um with that, you see as this huge wolf standing at about 12 feet tall is about 18 feet long, adjusts its posture, leaning back on its hind legs, stretching out its forepaws and howls into the air, which seems to have a sonic effect echoing throughout the forest. As you can see, it shakes the very limbs of the trees and snow begins to fall all around you. And with that, all of the nearby wolves attack. Uh, Greg, I hope you're ready for these. Are they coming after me? Greg, what is your AC? 22. This wolf begins to charge you, gnashing its teeth. You notice as it breaks out into an all-out sprint, it lunges at you, snapping its jowls, but missing as it just falls before you in the snow. Likewise, another one seems to come from behind a nearby tree, rounding and turning the corner, following the curvature of the great tree you have just exited. You see another one manifest, lunging at you. This one, however, strikes and bites down on your arm. It is a bite and grapple check. What is your CMD? 26. In attempting to latch on, the wolf is unsuccessful, but it does seem to rend some flesh and its teeth scrape against your bicep as you notice and you feel a searing pain and you take seven damage. Ow. However, both of these two wolves are standing directly next to one another, which does proc Odette's ready to action. However, I will also say they are both directly in front of you as well, so if you were to cast the spell, it would provoke an attack of opportunity from both of them. Also, casting the spell right next to us would also cause splash damage to hit every single one of us. Odette would not cast it. There is no way. Alright, so you choose to forego your ready to action then. Another medium-sized wolf, small in comparison to the huge black wolf that stands massive, lurking in the shadows of the great tree. One of its underlings seems to approach, but does so in an attempt to hit Grundle. It would appear that Grundle is actually currently standing at around about five foot eight right now. The wolf gnawing and gnashing its fangs approaches Grundle, but seems as if he chomps down and hits some solid sounding object, though it doesn't appear as if Grundle is phased in the slightest by this attack. With the majority of wolves having approached, your party now surrounded by what you can see to be five wolves. The huge wolf still does not appear as if it is approached, but it does seem as if it is preparing some form of action. But with that, it is Greg's turn. I cast air step. Okay. Uh, let me roll to see if the two wolves before you, who are attempting to lunge at you as you are casting your spell, one of them hits... Leaping towards you, its fangs bear down as you take another six damage. But the real problem is, is its fangs seem to sink deep into your calf and you are now grappled. So, air step does go off, but you cannot move while grappled. And with that, it appears as if it is Grundle's turn. Grundle, with his enlarged form, seems to grasp at something small towards his bandalore. It seems as if it's a round object. It appears as if he shakes it and then throws it at the feet of the wolves, and you see that there is a green fog and liquidy explosion as it impacts on the ground. It makes direct contact with one of the wolves, and you see as its fur is coated in this green slime that seems to almost burn away 
and you see smoke rising from this creature as something is eating at it, and the wolf yelps in pain. In fact, so much so that eventually you notice that the creature dissolves. Greg looks upon in horror. Okay, so that changed my plans, but all right. So did both the creatures in front of him and die, or just one of them? Just the one directly in front of him. Interestingly enough, though as it would appear, the creature also next to him would have been hit by this acidic spray. It seemed to almost phase through it. Where is the justice? Roll a perception check, Odette, as you are looking for justice. Yeah, what the quack has Ash been doing? Just watching us get attacked by wolves going, <laughs> loses. It's a 19 on my perception. You see nothing, Odette, though you hear nothing, Odette. You have a feeling, somewhat of a connection. Greg, uh, if you would like to, you could also roll a perception check as there's something happening near you. I swear I am wasting all of my good rolls on these quacking perception checks. That's how it goes. 36. At first, you don't notice anything until eventually you see on the other side of the wolves coming from above you, S appears. He seems to be descending from the sky. He's about 30 feet up in the air, but he comes bearing down and you see him lash out with two chain-like objects with commas attached to the hilt, and he slashes down at the two wolves in front of him. It appears at from a reach as these chains come, impaling and killing the wolf that was grappling Greg, and severely injuring the second one. But with that, Odette, as your legendary hero has appeared before you, slaying a creature in your greatest hour of need, emboldened and bolstered, it is your turn. Okay. Uh, Odette will take a five-foot step back towards Grunno. Uh, back to... Oh, no, I can't. There's a tree stump there. I am trapped between a rock. You're trapped, it's... more accurately, between a magical no. portal I was stuck, and a okay. hard place. All right. Uh, so I guess I'm going to be forced to cast defensively to avoid provoking an attack of opportunity from the wolf that is beside me. However, Odette targets an area just beyond the wolf that is next to Grundle, and also in an attempt to hit the giant black wolf, the humongous, I'm sorry, the huge, 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 the huge black wolf. She aims for a space in between these two creatures, and I'm going to attempt to pass this DC. No, I rolled a two. The DC is 23. I don't, <laughs> I lose the spell. I just wasted a spell. Lose. No, you lose. Odette attempts to cast a spell, but unfortunately, she feels very nervous having a wolf next to her. Creature from the... And the spell poofs in her hands. This is much harder than I thought. I haven't done these combat casting in so long. So that that's going to be her turn. Odette, no! It seems as if Indiana is very upset by the fact... No, you failed me! I Here, I have you. How? And you see as Indiana from atop your shoulders seems to breathe fire at the wolf directly next to you. I thought that spell didn't do to damage. It is produce flame, which does a d6 plus one per level damage. Does that provoke an attack of opportunity from the wolf against Indiana? This is the same round that Greg provoked an attack of opportunity from casting a spell. Indiana very confident in his abilities. You see as the ring on his tail glows red and from his mouth he hurls a fireball directly at this wolf, but it seems to phase through it. It would have hit it center on right in the chest, but it impacts on the ground directly behind it. See, Indiana, it's not that easy. I'm sorry, I tried. Oh, whatever. We'll have to hopefully not die. I'm stuck in this place. It just so happens that it is the wolf directly next to you's turn. <laughs> oh, just so happens. Just so happens that in the initiative order, that's where that wolf lands. And it is going to attempt to attack you. What is your ACO deck? 24. It does hit bearing down its fangs. It does four damage. However, what is your CMD? That's a joke and you know it. It's a 15. This wolf biting down, chomping, actually grabbing at your side. Its fangs dig deep, 
and it appears as if you are stuck fixed in this position as the wolf is grappling you with its jowls. Ah! It off of my hip! You see nothing, Jon Snow, until a wolf seems to manifest from the shadows in the tree you are standing under, and it descends falling, almost coming from a tree limb or the shadow of a branch. It jumps down, falling about 10 feet, but as it plummets and falls, it actually pounces and attempts to attack Greg. Missing wildly and landing in the snow, however, it does not hit its target. Another wolf, which you could have sworn was further away, actually seems to manifest itself, jumping from one shadow to the next, appearing from a nearby tree. It then charges and comes up sneaking behind S and lunges at him. Chomping down, the wolf charging from the trees, reaching, leaping towards S, chomps down on his thigh. And as he does so, you see that S not only winces in pain, but you hear him scream. No, do it, do it, do it, GM. Oh! Anna, we don't do injuries to the legendary hero. Anna. In fact, it seems like a number of wolves are manifesting themselves from the shadows, and they seem to almost be surrounding ass. Another one appears, jumping from the trees above you, falling, appears behind him. What the? It's raining wolves! However, this one too lands on the ground, whiffing its attack, its jowls only meeting air as it snaps its mouth shut. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. The huge wolf begins approaching slowly, methodically. It seems to me making its way at you with a leisurely pace, but with each step, you feel as the ground trembles. Now that's a big boy. You have seldom chances left, adventurers. Make way and I shall grant you your lives. You know, I'm starting to think, you know, why don't we let these wolves, you know, go? You know, I'm sure they, I'm sure the vampires could handle them. It's just a couple of wolves. They already have a prejudice against them, you know? That's that's me, RL speaking, not Greg. You know what? Why? 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 Boom! I mean, I no. I guess this is our mission. This is the reason we're here. Ah! Uh, Jesus, Quinn! How many wolves are there? As the large wolf approaches, after giving you your final warning, it pauses for a moment, offering a response. It seems as if time stands still for a moment, as if it is waiting to hear if you surrender. So it is. It. They're just waiting. So, so can we can we act? Is this a round it, it that we would can be just? Greg's turn next. Is this a thing? He well, has offered you the ultimatum of standing aside and letting him pass. At which they will no longer attack you. I'm going to use my shot on the run feet as a full round action. I can move, fire a ranged weapon, and move again before my foe can react. I travel. Uh, how far up do you as go? As far up as I can, which I believe is 30 feet. Yep, so you can just make your way 30 feet straight up. I am 30 feet up in the air. Hopefully, big boy can't get me. And um, as I am here and I use shot on the run, I will make a shot at the wolf that is currently grappling S. All right, roll to hit. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, yes. Does a 38 hit? Running directly upwards, being able to get a better view of the surrounding targets, he pulls back, nooses an arrow, and looses it, finding its mark true. Please roll damage. Wow! 16 for my D8. Because it is an adaptive longbow, it actually, you will always add whatever your strength modifier is to damage. So you will actually be doing an additional 5 damage on top of your 17 for a total of 22. Woohoo! You see as this new wolf, which just appeared, is currently grappling at S, but you shoot an arrow and it actually goes through, impacts on the wolf's skull, and pierces straight through the creature leaving it lifeless on the ground before you. Did I just one-shot that wolf? You absolutely did. Next up, Grundle, you see, actually seems to grab at the nearby tree, and his hand almost 
takes a wooden appearance and becomes more solid as his fist forms, seeming almost to be like a log, as he then turns around, wielding it as a weapon, and just clubs the wolf next to him over the head. The wolf seems to have its skull bashed in as you hear bone crack underneath this wooden log hand of Grundle as he stands, towering above these two now limp bodies dead before him. S, currently surrounded though, there does seem to be a means of escape as the wolf that was once grappling him now lays limp and lifeless. He takes a step back from the other two wolves which were surrounding him, but as he makes this five-foot jump backwards, he seems to backpedal, and in mid-air, he lets fly a fury of shurikens. Each hand, seemingly, wields three shurikens, and you notice as out of both sets of three, two of them actually hit their mark, but both of the ones that missed seemed to phase through the creatures. Odette, it is your turn. All right, now listen up here. I have a, here. I have a plan. I have a few plans. There's there's a few options here. And I think the best one right now is taking care of this thing that's grappling me. Uh, so Odette, seeing that her legendary hero was able to escape from the surrounding danger and doom. She gets really excited, by the way. This is how we do it. This is where victory comes in. She uses her class ability, Force Strike. Ooh. She expends one point from her arcane reservoir, and the attack automatically strikes one target within 30 feet as magic missile, and deals a number of points of force damage equal to 1d4 plus 1 per arcanist level. Spells and effects that negate magic missiles specifically also negate this effect. So this is a supernatural ability? This is supernatural, yes. Anyways, you started blasting. So anyways, I started blasting. And so Odette is going to use force strike against the wolf that is currently grappling her. Roll damage. It is 12 damage. Bearing down this immense amount of force, you see energy radiate around your hands, and then as you thrust your arms forward, almost a pulse seems to protrude from your hands. This pulse then leaves your fingertips, flies towards the wolf, grabbing at your side and impacting its skull. You see as its body is concaved into the ground, and it dies. There, you see? We can have... Okay, I might have been the one saying that, but we can have victory! Odette will then move and climb up onto the root behind her, hoping to give her some height against any more would-be attackers. And then she stands there with her hands on her hips and smirks. You have accomplished this great feat in combat, and you then begin climbing up to this root, standing next to this enraged Grundle. However, one of the wolves that is standing beside you seems to approach... This wolf clambers up this tree root, clawing and gnashing towards you. It seems to lunge, but it seems to fail and get caught on your armor. Though your party has seemed to accomplish much, numerous wolf bodies lay scattered around the battlefield, laden heavy in the snow. The large wolf still seems to approach you. This is not what we agreed upon. You would stay back there. You have but one final chance. You stand between me and my fate. The huge wolf continues to approach with each tall step. The ground trembles as you hear the snow crunch beneath his massive weight, and you see as he gets even closer, he even steps on the fallen wolf subordinates, but they seem to dissipate almost into smoke. Odette leers at this description. You see as the huge wolf comes forward, it opens its massive gaping jowls, and with one bite, it snaps down, and you can no longer see your compatriot Grundle, enraptured in its massive, almost sword-length teeth. It appears as if Grundle has been swallowed whole. Oh, that's good. Oh, dear. What do you bring that good, Greg? Well... It looks like he was swallowed whole and not chomped to bits, so he's probably still alive for a little bit. It's okay, Grundle, we'll get you out of there. It seems as if a number of the wolves just dissipate into mist. This wolf is the summoner. As there is now but only a huge wolf standing before you, it is Greg's turn. How tall is this wolf, by any chance? 
Uh, the wolf stands from foot to head, 12 feet tall, okay. on his forepaws, not on his hind legs. So on his hind legs, is he double A, it's only 24 feet, and then he can jump. He seems as if he's about 18 feet long. Yeah, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go another, um, do another shot on the run. It's one of my feats. And I'm, uh, I'm gonna move another six, uh, not six, uh, 30 feet mm-hmm. up. I am 60 feet in the air. Oh, that's right, Greg. You'll leave the magic caster on the ground. Um, and I, uh, I will take another shot. Roll the hit. Oh, boy. 39. It appears as if this huge target is immiscible. It's like shooting the broadside of a barn, especially for a master archer such as yourself. But your arrow seems to phase entirely through the creature and land on the ground, center mast of where the wolf should have been. Okay, so it's a miss? It does miss. But it's very strange. It seems as if it should hit, but it, again, phases through where the wolf should be. Well, that's not supposed to happen. It's a ghost wolf. Ghost, it's standing right in front of me, and it looks and breathes very heavy hot hair. I'd run or something. So, uh, it's Grundle's turn. He just has to cut out of the belly. He's not cutting out of the belly. S, we really could use your help here. S begins sprinting around the creature, seeming to begin flanking it. He runs just barely avoiding the creature's attack range, and he seems to throw a flurry of shurikens at it as well, unleashing six shurikens once again, but all aiming for this one massive target. As you see S unleash this flurry of shurikens, you notice that about half of them stick to the creature's physical and corporeal form, but half of them just phase through him and thunk into the tree across. The ones that do make impact seem to do no damage. It seems as if, though they hit the creature, the thick hide of this creature is not able to be penetrated by such small weapons. Interesting. Odette, it is your turn. All right. Uh, Odette shouts over to S. S, you are going to need to move out of there immediately. All right. Okay. Odette is going to cast defensively. Once again, attempting to cast the spell. The DC for me, again, is 23. And I pass with a 27. Where's the epicenter of the radius where you are Uh, casting? Well, Odette attempts to direct the spell just south of the wolf, attempting to avoid hitting S as much as she possibly can. However, it looks like he's going to be caught up in it anyway. She begins essentially chanting, Creature from the dark sea, arise! And these black tentacles shoot up from the ground, and they have to attempt to grapple against this creature. Roll to grapple against the wolf CMD. 32. These black tentacles sprout from out of the ground, out of the shadows themselves even. They slam and make impact against this huge creature, and they begin to wrap around his legs. Please roll damage. Nine. Though it certainly makes impact, it seems as if this wolf's thick hide protects it from any form of damage that these tentacles do, though they are still seemingly holding him in place. All right, everyone, we can do this. We just had to get Grundle back in the combat. However, likewise, as you have hit the wolf, you do notice that S has been entrapped by these black tentacles as well. I'm so sorry, S. He seems to grimace, but does not make a sound as he is impacted and grappled by these tentacles. Okay, so it wasn't as bad as the wolf attack. We will be okay for a moment. You see as the dire wolf turns and spits out Grundle. Grundle, you're back! But in so spitting him out, he did so, leaving him in the center of the black tentacles. (laughs) I have created a problem. (laughs) Does black tentacles, when does it grapple? Is it upon entering the area? And it's going to last for um, 11 rounds. Okay, so I need you to roll to grapple Grundle. Um, No, I roll only once for the entire spell effect each round. So it's each round. Yeah. So that's that 32 continues. Oh. And he takes nine damage as well. He spits Grundle out in the middle of the black tentacles, which immediately slam onto your fellow compatriot and begin grappling him as well. Um, Odette grimaces. I have created the answer and also a problem all at once. I am sorry, everyone. 
I'm used to it by now, O'Day. It's okay. Seeing as you are the only thing before it, as Greg is above and your two other compatriots are now behind it, grappled in your own black tentacles, you are the only thing standing between this huge wolf and the portal that you just came through, Odette. It makes eye contact and seems to stare. You feel this thought as it peers with this paralyzing gaze as it commands you, Stay. Please roll a will save. Bada bing, bada boom. My will is always high because I'm a spellcaster. And you know what it was, Quentin? It was a 27. Your resolve, Odette, unflinching. You manage and bolster your confidence even in the face of adversity, staring up at this huge wolf. But nonetheless, you feel unfazed. The wolf, however, is unable to, but seems as if he is tugging against these black tentacles as he is attempting to move forward. It is top of the round to your party, being Greg's turn. That's me. I'm Greg. Greg will use his full round action to fire three shots at this wolf. All right. Uh, roll to hit. 30 on the first. My second one's a crit. Please roll to confirm critical. 26. 21 on my last. As you noose and loose a volley of this trifecta of arrows, you notice that only the middle one you fire actually makes contact with the wolf. The other two seem to phase through it entirely, but roll damage. 25. This center arrow that you fire does seem to actually make impact with the wolf, lodging itself behind the left shoulder blade of this creature, and you see that it does seem to do some damage, but the fire from your flaming arrow seems to disperse and kind of dance around its coat and not really sear the creature, but the physical damage from the arrow definitely seems to have affected it in some capacity. Grundel grasping and struggling against all of these black tentacles does manage, however, not to break free, but floundering about, however, he does manage to grasp at another round object on his chest and flings it at the wolf. You see as this putrid green vial breaks and as the glass shatters against the wolf, this acidic substance begins to sear into the skin of the creature. As combat is ongoing, you see that S begins to maneuver and kind of wavily sidestep his way, mimicking the motions of the waving tentacles, and he slips out of their grasp. Being able to finally step outside of the black tentacles, he approaches and he attempts to make an attack from range with his Kusurigama. Slashing using the chain, uh, the Kama then will attempt to make impact with the wolf, but seems to get blocked and knocked aside by all of the black tentacles and fails to make impact with the creature. But, Odette, it is your turn. <laughs> tell me to stay, will you? Well, I'll tell you this. My name is Odette, and that man over there is a legendary hero, and he is going to put you down in one second. But first, let me do this. And she commands and points at the wolf. Searing light. And she uses the crown of blasting. It, it has spell resistance. Okay, it does. The caster level for the crown is 17. So roll a d20. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah. 26. You notice as your crown begins to glisten and sheen with this illuminating light and eventually a solid beam protrudes from it blasting directly into this shadowy creature. It goes 210 feet, <laughs> FYI. This beam not only blasts through the wolf, but seems to pierce through it and actually blasts, leaving searing marks through trees and a line through the snow. The crown of blasting's damage is maximized to 40 damage. You must succeed on a ranged touch attack to strike your target. Okay, uh, with ranged touch, it is 18. It seems as if your aim is true as this ray is continuing uh, across the length of this wolf's body. The wolf almost seems to phase in and out, but it still seems as if this ray scorches and sears the back of the wolf. This wolf howls in pain, 
letting out a baleful tone, such which makes his initial one pale in comparison. As the limbs of the trees shake, you see that this wolf is now enraged with a new fury and almost a new purpose. Oh, no. And on top of that, it is its turn. <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> Don't laugh so maniacally. <laughs> What is your, your CMD's 15? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's 18. CMD is 18. Okay. That, My flat-footed CMD is... Slightly better. Wait, hold up. Before the wolf, I need you to roll your black tentacles grapple check. Yes! Grappling tentacles! That's not bad. 24. It's not a bad CMD. Indeed, it is not, as you can tell, that Grundle is still grappled by this. However... Sorry, this wolf, enraged, seems as if it shakes off the tentacles and begins bearing down into a low stance and then charges straight through you, overrunning you and trampling, going directly underneath Greg. It seems as if it is running directly for the portal. You idiot! We've left it open! What do you mean? Wait, what does she mean, left it open? I thought as soon as we moved away, it closed. As this huge creature overruns you, Odette, you are knocked prone and shoved out of the way, taking only five damage as you are just knocked by the blunt force of this massive creature barreling through you. And you see as it makes contact with the tree, it phases through it. Wait, you stupid wolf! Does it look like it's going through the portal, or does it look like oh, it's, it's gone? It is gone through the portal. It is no longer seemingly on the 15th floor. Technically, it would be Greg's turn next. I will chase after it. Greg, running on air, bolts and makes his way also through the portal. Grundle, still entrapped in these black tentacles, is attempting to free himself, but unable to do so. S seems conflicted, staring both at the portal where the wolf has just vanished, and so has Greg, but also he seems to be concerned somewhat for Grundle, who is still trapped in these black tentacles. It's fine. Yes, if I leave the floor, I think the tentacles will go away. After heeding your words, seems to likewise bolt and make his way through the portal. Odette takes the turn to stand up. As you enter the portal, Greg, you are quickly followed by S, and you both make your way onto the platform where you entered the door. Up the long spiraling staircase, you stand in the great tree Anuxaruk. Do I see the... Can I perception? There is no need, for there is indeed a huge wolf occupying almost the rest of the space on this stairwell. There is nowhere else to move. You are directly in front of it. The wolf leaps down just jumping from the top and goes descending and lands, forming a crater at the bottom of the great tree Anuk's Rook, uh, to which it is now your turn. I'm going to use quarry and make the dire wolf my quarry. Per every 24 hours, I can select one quarry. It gives me a plus two insight bonus on attack rolls. All crit threats are auto-confirmed, and I can take 10 on survival checks. Using quarry is a standard action, so you would be unable to attack, but you would be able to move. I'll use track, and um, I have swift tracker, so I can move at normal speed when tracking, mm -hmm. and I will follow after the wolf. I'm not going to walk down the stairs, though. I'm definitely going to be still, like, above, but I will be descending to make sure I'm at a safe range, but still following. So are you also going off the platform, not being yes. on the staircase? Okay. So... You are able to move your 30 feet, basically running down air and ending. You're still hovering about a good 70 feet in the air before you would reach the bottom of the floor where the wolf resides. You are successfully tracking it, even though it is very plain to see where it has landed, but it is now the target of your query. S, who was standing beside you as he entered the portal, also takes a very similar route to you, but with no airstep, you do just see him leap off of the banister, and he begins falling and descending down, only to then flick 
his kusarigama and enlarge it in the side of the great tree and begin swinging down. Wow, thought he just had air stiff like me. No, that is way cooler. He does successfully land at the bottom of the tree within reach of the wolf. Unfortunately, he seems exhausted by this effort and is unable to do anything else, to which it is Odette's turn, who is now standing. I, um, at this point, I would like to cast on myself Stunning Barrier Greater. So while still on the 15th floor, you cast this spell and you see as a faint yellow aura almost makes a reflective sheen, almost like there's armor protecting you now. Okay, um, and she will run through... Basically go through the portal. Taking your move action, you move your speed and go through the portal, standing now on the 10th floor on the upper platform, around about 100 feet above the lower entrance, where you now see that Greg is descending on the air, heading towards the wolf, but the wolf has made his way all the way to the base of the tree, where also you notice S resides. Once again, the wolf seems to just barrel straight through the door of the entrance of the great tree in Nuxuruk, knocking it clean off its hinges, and he proceeds running off into the forest. It's a good thing I'm tracking him. Like I maybe, you know, thought he would run like this. All right, listen up here, Quentin. Yeah. How fast can the wolf move? Very good question. How fast can the wolf move? Hmm, fast. How fast? His base speed is 50. So he, I can catch him. I have a 210 foot spell. You are I will be there. up in a tree. I will fall. I will die if I have to. I am <laughs> sick of this combat. Uh, he is running and does get around about 100 feet away. Greg, it is your turn. You are still 70 feet up in the air right now, and you no longer have the visibility of the wolf as the walls of the great tree Anuxru are impeding your vision, but you did just see the creature run through the front doors. I'm just going to use my run. Can I still use shot on the run? Sure, then you can move 60 feet and also shoot. Can I use deadly aim? You may. You are at a minus three penalty, but however, you are dealing a bonus six damage. 38 to hit. Roll damage. 26. Loosing this arrow, it seems to stick itself in the left flank of the creature, and you do notice as it seems to gravely wound it, and the wolf now appears to be limping away somewhat. <laughs> As S charges up, slashing, utilizing the chain to get additional reach with his Kusarigama, you notice that the blade seemingly glances through the wolf yet again, unable to make any physical contact with the creature. But Odette, it is your turn. So, this is what's going to happen. I need to know how far I am currently from the wolf. You do not have visibility of the wolf through the tree. Will I have visibility of it if I approach 30 feet further down the stairs? No. 30 feet down the stairs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, me. Okay, fine. I'll just use my full turn and go all the way down the stairs as far as I can by running. Perfectly fine. You utilize your full turn and you make your way all the way down the stairs and you are now at the base of the tree, which you can see through the door and you do see that the wolf is roughly 50 feet outside of the door. Ah, Rachel, roll a d4. Three. Very nice. What am I rolling for, GM? Uh, bonus flavor text that you don't know. The wolf takes a full run action, but due to the damage to its hind flank from the arrow lodged in its left leg, it doesn't seem to be able to get as far away as it normally can, only being able to run about 180 feet, though it does begin running into the trees and the foliage, and it does seem to have partial cover at this point. With that, however, it is Greg's turn. I'll run after it. I'll go with the first course of action, which is doing the 60 feet and the shot on the run. All right. Okay. Um, with deadly aim once again, and I will aim for the other leg. All right. Uh, roll to hit. You've been very good to me. I'm thankful. Don't be mean now. Now's not the time to be mean, right? Give me a second. You're fine. Um, thirty-three. You still hit the creature, shooting his right flank this time, landing it directly into his leg. Please roll damage. Yay! 23. As each arrow makes impact, you see the wolf's movement crippled further and further, his speed once again reduced by the pain from his legs, which these arrows are 
introducing. He seems to be slowed down as utilizing this opportunity. He seems to get a burst of speed and catches all the way up to the wolf. That's scary. S is for scary. S for super OP. S able to catch all the way up to the creature, actually running around it and now stands in front of it so that the wolf is now between you and him. Dope. Does that mean he gets flanking bonuses? He would. Unfortunately, Dope. that running was his whole turn. But, Odette, now at the base of the stairs, you can see that the wolf currently is 230 feet away, but still within range of some of your spells. Uh, me and S are also in range. Okay, so Odette being able to finally see the wolf she will cast a storm there is spell resistance so then for me i do need you to make a spellcaster check which is just a d20 plus your caster level 26 all right please roll your damage it does 3d6 points of bludgeoning damage and 2d6 points of cold damage to every creature in the area but she's targeting it ahead of the wolf what do you mean define ahead of the wolf like not where her comrades are like enough in front of it to hit the wolf and just the wolf remember s is now standing in front of the wolf well it looks like s is getting hit then okay oh, s is also getting nine bludgeoning damage and 12 cold damage as storm clouds seem to appear within, within this floor, a small isolated storm begins swirling around the creature and massive chunks of glacial hail begin falling and pounding down around the affected area, managing to strike your ally as well, but it seems that pelted by these stones, the wolf falls limp on the ground. Oh, my goodness. I did not. Hold on, let me catch my breath. Oh, your God. Is, is it dead? Combat is successfully ended. But you all are now back on the 10th floor, which you did not anticipate being on today. Approaching this creature, you can see as the spell dissipates and your vision is no longer impeded, the wolf is still breathing, though it appears to be unconscious. Its huge, massive body lie limp on the ground with its thick black coat. Can I still attack it? You can execute the creature if you like. What do you mean if I like? If you like, you may coup de gras the creature. It's, it's his unconscious. It. It's not like we could talk to it. It's not like we could restrain it. I will you shoot. You can't restrain an unconscious creature? We wouldn't be able to keep it constrained. What do we have? Quacking rope against a freaking massive dire wolf what are we gonna leave to leave it on floor 10 with the freaking leshies they're not gonna do nothing do we get any experience at this point i'm i'm gonna execute that greg will execute the wolf and um he he would say something greg like since it's at his mercy i don't i don't know if execute style shooting something in the head is necessarily mercy not all things want to die. So, so, um... You would gain XP at this point. The combat is ended. We will be rolling for XP and... Well, you'll uh, be getting XP and we'll be rolling for loot. But you can choose to kill uh, the creature still. Uh, Greg will shoot a final arrow full force with, um, the line saying, You fought well. Oh, dear. I am the alpha now. Oh, God. And shoots it. <laughs> Do I have to roll the hit? No, it's a coup de gras. You're just shooting it point blank in the face, and technically a coup de gras is a critical, and your query automatically confirms critical, so it's just a butt-ton of damage. It is already he, he low. Did. He did. There's no need to roll. He did. You impale this arrow, it piercing the skull of the wolf, and it is almost instantaneously dead. Odette's walking over slowly. Ah, you know, I would like to say one thing. What if they were just trying to get the guy back and we just killed them for no reason? Oh, well, too late now. They're all dead. Uh, I'd say, okay, mm -hmm. well. You know what? Uh, you we can take the claim for this kill if there is a problem. Oh, okay. Um, I think we, we should probably go back. Message. We could have asked it when it woke up. I didn't kill it, tell him. I understand. And I can talk with animals, but I want... I want you. Uh, can you tell me how we would actually restrain something that massive? Odette pulls out her bag of holding and starts pulling out some rope. Well, we had the option of tying it up. You think that a creature that can phase in and out of things can completely ignore my arrows, his shuriken, or those whatever those little spicy stars are that he throws? You think that a rope is going to hold this? 
massive big boy. Uh, Greg starts walking back to the tree. Look, I know, I know we could have asked it questions. I'm sorry, but it's an enemy. It might spawn again. And we have someone who might be shivering and may or may not be dying on the 15th floor. So I'm going to go back up there. Oh, no, Grendel's just fine. Oh, 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 oh hi, guys. Oh, oh, it took me a while, but you're so fast. And I gotta say, being repeatedly pounded by a bunch of black tentacles, definitely not my cup of tea. Um, is Grendel, like, at the top of the steps? Grendel is ran uh, whilst you were having your conversation. He managed to catch up running his way down the stairs and towards you where he saw there was a broken hole in the wall. He managed to find you out in the woods of the 10th floor. We did it, Grendel. I see. Yeah, I was I was right behind you. I, I had you back the whole way. How is your HP? My HP? Oh, fine. Don't worry about me. I don't like three health potions with various consequences. Oh, that is concerning. She looks at the party icon in the left-hand corner. Why? How much HP does he have? Is it in the red? Is it yellow, green? No, he is full HP. Oh, I see. All right. Well, I'm sorry that the tentacles had to put a beating against you, but there was no other options at that point. You all kind of also ended up... I wasn't expecting him to spit you out, honestly. Honestly, I wasn't expecting him to eat him in the first place. I thought he was just going to swat him around, maybe bite him. You're very lucky he swallowed you whole. If he just chomped on you, gnawed on you a bit, you'd be a gunner. He has too much HP for something to kill him in one bite, at least at this point, I think. I know. Don't worry, I'm technically, according to my debuff, uh, only nauseated, sickened, and now paranoid. Well, that is a new one. Um, what do you say? Uh, we go back. To floor 15, uh, go to the Verbaris Tannery and um, get our reward. I'm pretty sure we have to go there for our reward. I don't I don't know. I think the World Quest... I, we usually just get the uh, loot right after we finish off the combat. Like that. And you do notice as there is a pop-up on your screen. Um, That was kind of delayed. Jeez. It was being polite, waiting for your conversation. Gosh. Sometimes with a big battle, it takes a while to, you know, calculate all of the uh, XRPs and I stuff. I need all of you to roll 3d20s. <laughs> Quinn. Yes? Eight, five, and nine. Oh, no. Ooh. I have been rolling oh. so bad. Um, a seven, uh-huh. a 13, uh-huh. a 17. Okay. Not great, but I mean, a 17, I, I, I kind of, I wish I would have. It's not bad. EXP is going to be um, 2,200 XP per person. Anything below a 10 is just going to get you a Shadow Wolf Pelt. So, Snow, all of your rolls were unfortunately below 10. You, when we, when I initially... You do know I have never rolled anything. never rolled well on loot. Never. Ever. Because I I just... All the NPCs got all the good stuff every time. Yeah. Would you roll? I might get to that. Five, eight, nine. Ooh. I have never rolled any. I've never gotten a crit. Actually, I might have gotten one crit on loot. Once. I think. Isn't that how you got the bear cloak? No, that was given to me because I begged for it. Oh, because the NPC crit. And he's like, yeah, I've got 20 of these back at home. <laughs> um, For every Shadow Wolf pelt, you get a pop-up, which says you can instantaneously trade it for an additional 50 gold. But all of you are rewarded 250 gold per person. As it says, you have successfully... Protected the citizens of the Fur Bearers Tannery. Oh, we completed the quest. I guess we don't really need to go back there. However, uh, Greg receives additionally, so he only got one pelt. He did, however, get each one of a potion of blink and a potion of dimension door. Grundle, looking through his inventory. Oh, now that, that's going to make a spicy cocktail. Can't wait to use that. And it, it seems like he's playing with a couple of bottles that he has gotten as well. And Odette, S walks up to you and taps you on the shoulder. What is it, legendary hero? I saw that you did a thing, and it was really amazing. Ain't the message, okay? She looks at the message. I know you like magical items. I do like magic items. I am an arcanist, after all. Um, well, I heard that you did not get very good loot. No, no, I did. Wait, how did you hear that? I didn't say anything. He saw, he saw your expression. He's very observant. I am very observant. Please tell me that's what he actually says to her. Like, messages her. <laughs> he 
gestures and holds out his hand. I have two. Would you like one? What the heck is it? And he gestures it towards you. Do you go to grab it? Sure. Upon making contact with it, there's a new pop-up on your HUD screen, and it says Shadow Wolf's Cloak. And it does appear to be a magically enchanted item. Did he crit twice? I hate oh everything. Oh my gosh. I hate everybody. He rolled a 20, <laughs> a 20, and a 17. Wow. His rolls were not... I, I literally just put in six D20s online, and the first three were Grundles, and the last three were S's, and he crit twice. I rolled three D20s in, in real, real life. life. That we paid money for. But with that, the party's... XP gained, quest completed, and loot acquired and dispersed. I do believe that's where we're going to be ending it for this week's episode of The Odd Campaign. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sword Art Online Odd. We hope that you enjoyed it, foundlings, and that you'll stick with us for the rest of the story. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can keep up to date on whenever we release episodes, which is usually every other week for Sword Art Online Odd. And if you've been enjoying this series, this podcast, us in general, consider leaving us a rating and a review in whatever podcast listening app that you're using. And guess what? Spotify is going to be rolling that out soon. So yeah, leave us some uh, ratings on Spotify, guys. That would be really a big help to us so other people can discover and listen to this awesome content. If you want to support us in other ways, you could also go to our website, missingroleplayerfound.com. That's missing R-O-L-L playerfound.com and pick up some merchandise where we've hats, stickers, t-shirts, and more. Or you could go to our Patreon where you can get access to early releases of episodes and some bonus content, you know, the non-important stuff. But by going to our Patreon, you do support us financially and help us with the production of the show. So that would be great. Yay! Make sure you're following us on our social media accounts, Twitter and Instagram at RollFound and also on TikTok at RollFound when I get a chance to post there. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how it goes. But make sure you're following us on those social media sites so that you can keep up to date with any news that we have. Ha, ha, ha. And once again, thank you, foundlings, for listening. We do want to give a big thank you and shout out to Will Savino with Music D20 and Michael Gelfi for providing a majority of the music and ambiance that we used in today's episode. They are some amazing content creators. You should go and check them out. Make sure you check out their links in the description below. And that's it for me, foundlings. So we'll see you next, next week with Sorta Online Odd. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. I guess that's what they're doing.